Okay, we're back again. I know. With a new couple. There's a part of me that's like getting excited for doing couples on here because I feel like the human design experiment is something that's really cool by yourself. But when you put two charts together, it's like a whole new world. So (laughs) I'm very excited to dive into this one. This is our first couple that isn't me. (laughs) We're also very excited. Hi, I'm Kayla Mason. And I'm Megan Smith. And this is Human Human Design Design in Real Time. I'm the founder and CEO of Kayla Care. And as an intuitive human design coach, I use human design to help you get to the root of what's holding you back from living the life you actually want to be living. Human design is a map of your energetic DNA that uses a combination of ancient systems and modern science to help you understand how your energy shows up in the world. On this podcast, we'll be talking with people from all walks of life about how their human design affects their lives and the lives of those around them. Getting your own human design chart is easy. All you need is your exact birth time, and you can go to freehumandesignchart.com to download your own copy. So let's get started. We have the fabulous Sabrina Mason back, our wonderful producer, designer, engineer Mm -hmm. uh, for our podcast. Sabrina, thank you for returning (laughs) and bringing your lovely beau. (laughs) Yeah, man. Uh, Yeah. So why don't you guys tell us a little bit about your relationship? How did you guys meet? Um, What, you know, sparked each other to each other? Uh, what, What brought you guys together? Um, Well, we met in college. We were both audio engineer majors. Um, I was studying piano. He was studying, well, he was playing bass. And and I wrote an album and I wanted a bass player that I knew was good. And I had heard on the street that he was like the best one out there. So (laughs) at school. On the street. Heard it on the street. (laughs) The streets of Westcon. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes. <laughs> and um so I started talking to him and we actually did like um an engineering uh, a live sound gig together at Westcon. And uh I started talking to him. I remember the whole time he was just eating a bunch of bananas. It's very strange, but also <laughs> Well, that's not true. Wait. Actually. Actually. <laughs> No, that's such okay. an interesting. I was gonna say I just I ate one banana, but I was eating like like brownies okay. and all this stuff. No. But Sabrina was like only eating bananas. Yeah, yeah. I guess. I don't know. Well, but also no. one of the one sorry like no, no. the second or third time Sabrina like ever tried to talk to me, she just came up and sat down next to me eating a, like a Tupperware of broccoli, which was really strange. <laughs> we both had strange food things, I guess. <laughs> Yeah. I love that you remember that. Yeah. Like of all of the things to remember about your first couple encounters, it's like you were eating bananas. You were eating broccoli. Yeah, Sabrina had like her like flowy like uh, Woodstock elephant pants on eating broccoli. Yeah. Yeah. So very very indicative of yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> That's so on brand. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is the Mason family brand. Yeah. Yes. Woodstock yeah. flowy. Yeah. Woodstock pants. hippie yeah. pants and a container of broccoli. You could yeah. see any of yeah. us. If you were on the podcast last time and you met our other sister, you would yeah. absolutely see any of the three of us sitting anywhere wearing our elephant pants and eating broccoli yeah. out of a container. That is yeah. totally normal. Yeah. Yeah. Leftovers. <laughs> leftovers, yeah. Yep. But yeah, we started talking about music and he said he had a musical family. And um so I asked him to play bass on my album and he and he said yes, of course. And then so um we started like hanging out and I would drive him home because he didn't he couldn't drive yet. He didn't have a car or didn't have a license. So yeah. I would, late bloomer. Yeah. <laughs> I would drive him home and I remember I'd go like as slow as I could so we could like keep talking. Oh, <laughs> yeah. that's so sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Niles, what was it for you that um, made you go, oh man, Sabrina, Sabrina Mason. <laughs> well, yeah, um, I guess we first, the time I first remember getting to know Sabrina was uh, because also... We were both in the recording program and our time slots were right next to each other. Mm. Um, so I would, I'm a late person. So I would always run late into her session. And then I would always have to like message her and be like, I'm sorry, like I'm running late, which is very typical. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, we kind of got to know each other uh, through that and stuff. And then, but Sabrina actually asked me out because I'm like too shy. Yeah. Um, Sabrina <laughs> is my one and only girlfriend. <laughs> And she's put up with a Aww, lot, but no. but I would have been too shy to ever actually, you know, do that. So hmm. I'm, I'm, glad she, I'm glad she did. <laughs> yeah. Kudos, Sabrina. Yeah. Thank you. That's also a very on-brand thing for the Mason sisters. Oh well, she was. Uh, uh, <laughs> I think she was like inspired by you and PJ. Honestly, I think that's what yeah. you told me at the time. Yeah. Oh, so, I was. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I was so yeah. nervous though. I didn't do it in person, which I guess was a little bit. I would have liked to do it in person, but I was just so scared. I like wrote the text and then like I didn't send it for like seven hours, and then I sent it. Oh. <laughs> I was so nervous. It's so sweet. You know, yeah. it's interesting to to kind of begin to turn this conversation toward human design as you guys are talking. So many of the things that you're bringing up, so many of the things that you struggled with moving into your relationship and the things that brought you to where you are today are in your designs. And I just want to write at that moment the concept that you were both kind of shy, both trepidatious at the start. You are both manifesting generators which essentially means that any words that come out of your mouth become the truth. You both have motors to your throat. So there's a serious power to knowing that everything that comes out of your mouth comes true, but it can also make it really scary. Because when you know, okay, if I ask this person out, they're going to say yes, and this is going to change my life forever, that's terrifying. And for people who don't have motors to their throat, a lot of times it just say things, you know, but because both of you are manifesting generators, you both understood how important this was. And every word that came out of your mouths was extremely specific and poignant and important. So 
I think that's a, it's a great moment to just kind of to start on with what is it like being manifesting generators? What is it like knowing that you have that motor to your throat and that whatever you say becomes the truth? Mm. Well, I have two thoughts on that, but go ahead. I was going to say, well, basically two examples of that would be, I guess when I, as soon as I read the text, I was like, yeah, like I wasn't like unsure, you know? And then the other thing is too, um, our first date, because I was like super shy, like shyer than Sabrina probably at that point. I like literally didn't really talk much the entire time. I was just like, yep, you know, but um, <laughs> it was just like, I think after our first date, we both kind of knew that like we were kind of in a relationship, even though not much was said. Yeah. It was like understood. Like yep. innate knowing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's like so, a feeling. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. Uh, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, and then after like a month, I was like, like maybe he should like ask me. Yeah, like my friends were <laughs> like, wait, did you ever ask her out yet? I was like, what do you mean? Like, I have to do that? Like, it's already a thing. <laughs> yeah. And like, I knew it was already a thing, but I also was like, well, maybe I should like have him ask me. So I was like, yeah, do so. you want to like ask me to be your girlfriend? Wait, did I? Oh man, I didn't even do that part. Oh, no, man. I asked you to do. Oh, sorry about that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh that's yeah. amazing. Yeah, and I think that too also speaks to your designs. So one of the things that is in your charts, you both have sacral authorities, um, and having that sacral authority, we've discussed on the podcast before. It means that you have a very intense yes or no response that your body gives you when you are presented with a situation. So it sounds like both of you had a very clear, like, yup, this is the person, this is what we're doing, and this is happening right now. You had that innate knowing without having to say anything. And so being able to be on that same page, I think is so powerful. And then when you take that moment and connect that motor to your throat and speak out this thing into existence, it's kind of that moment of solidifying it. It's like, oh, okay, now I've said it. Now it's real. Now it is officially out in the world. And sometimes it can be really scary to step into that space, especially when you haven't before or when you've experienced hurt before. And you know that if you step into that space, you are going to feel more. You are going to be more connected to this person. Yeah. So I just want to backtrack a little bit. Like, what is your guys' relationship to human design? What do you think of human design? Um, how did you both get into it? Because uh, I know that you've been working with Kayla. So, you know, what? tell us a little bit about like how you two have um, sort of developed a, an affinity for human design. Well, I learned, I mean, I started learning about it because of Kayla and also doing this podcast with you guys. Um, and, <laughs> and every podcast, honestly, I, I when I learn a little bit more about it, I'm like, kind of like applying it, thinking about it in a way that relates to my life and how, especially with like the sacral center, I think that's a big thing. I think for both of us, but I think about that a lot is like um, looking to my sacral center to answer a question. Like, do I want this? Yes or no? Like, is it like, does this feel good? Or, you know, is this fun? Or, you know, just little things like that. I'll ask myself and um I use that a lot 
I don't think I've fully captured the whole concept of the manifesting generator, but as much as I've captured the sacral center and also my like defined spleen of like always, I I never feel like terrified that I'm gonna die unless I'm actually like in a dire situation. <laughs> but you know, I always like have a good sixth sense of like, okay, if I do this, I won't die. Like I know how to survive in you know, just everyday life. And I'm not worried about like, like driving a, my friends when I was younger, it was like, they'd always say, you're such a competent driver. And I never thought about it, but I was always very confident. I just, I knew how, how to drive. It was weird. It was just like, I felt comfortable. And I feel like, you know, so those are a couple of things that I really have thought about a lot, you know, just day to day. And I've also been thinking about like how Niles and I created a find emotional center and and I just think it's all very interesting and sometimes it really applies to my life and my decisions and yeah. Maybe not my decisions, but like I think about it as like, oh, that maybe because I have a defined sacral center, I can just say yes or no. <laughs> I don't want that. No thank you. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Niles, what about you? Uh, what do you think of human design? What have you done so far with it, uh, if anything? So, yeah, basically, um, <clears throat> when Kayla was on her journey to California with her sisters, I met them in uh, Nashville, and Kayla gave us our human design reading. And up until then, I didn't really know much, probably not anything about it. Um, but, yeah, I thought it was really cool. Um uh, the manifesting generator thing is very interesting. I mean, since then, I probably don't like look into it that much, but I, I'm open to it. I think it's cool. Yeah. So, yeah. That's great. And I think, you know, that's why we're here. That's why you guys are on this podcast, because you both have a different relationship to it. And uh, we want to get to know, you know, what your relationship was like before introducing human design and after uh, if you've introduced anything at all, if uh, you guys have, you know, practiced some of the things or explored that uh, defined emotional center that you guys create, like, what what has that been like for you? Well, honestly, we haven't really explored it. I would love to kind of explore yeah. that defined emotional center because I think maybe that could help us with some of our communication issues and um, things like that. I would I would love to kind of ask you guys a few questions surrounding that situation um, because sure. so just for the listeners, Niles and Sabrina, when you take their charts and put them together, so essentially when you bring the two charts and put them kind of on top of each other, when you look at the gates and the channels in the chart, you can see that when there are two gates on either side of a channel, it creates a line. Um, we discussed this a little bit in the podcast with PJ. When you put the two charts together, there are situations where connecting two channels in two people's charts actually lights up, meaning defines a center that neither party had defined before. So in Niles and Sabrina's chart, that is something that happens with their emotional center. So neither Niles or Sabrina has a defined emotional center by themselves. But when we put their charts together, they connect the root center and the emotional center and create a defined emotional center. So the way that this can often show up, because the emotional center 
in any person who has a defined emotional center, the way that you make decisions, your inner authority becomes emotional, which means that every time we make a decision, every time we have to figure out how we're feeling in the moment, it's about the emotions. It's about what emotions are showing up for you. And the way that I've experienced this is that when we are in communication with another person who we create new energy with, it's in those moments that we get to, or in some cases have to, when it's more challenging, use this energy together. So the question that I would pose to you guys is, do you find that when you are in communication with each other, that you feel more connected to your emotions? I could personally yeah. say definitely because I was never good at like emotional stuff before, Sabrina. But like, yeah, together, yeah, definitely, yeah, yeah, uh, good and and also bad. But yeah, but <laughs> yes, definitely, we both. <clears throat> like, I'm much more emotional around Niles than I am around pretty much anybody. I'm, <laughs> I'm you know, I'm sure yeah. Niles could agree with that. Um, and I think Niles, same thing. Like, he's also more emotional with me than he is with anybody. Yeah. And it can, it can be difficult at times because when emotions, when the emotions are so high, we kind of aren't logical at times. And it can cause a lot of disagreements because we're just so emotional. So I'm curious what your how the experience for you is different when you're together, when you're in that emotional space together versus when you're apart. Because one of the things that is very prevalent in people who are non-emotionals is that they are more likely to take on the emotions of others and are not really designed to process emotions in the way that those of us with defined emotional centers are made to do. So as someone with an undefined emotional center, you don't create the kind of emotional wave that people with emotional centers do. Um, you do still have emotions. You still have things that you feel. You are still people who have feelings. Um, but I'm curious how you connect to your body when you are together versus when you're apart and how that works in your decision-making, how that works in kind of just the way that you carry yourself and feel. Well, when I'm apart from Niles, I do a lot of like, in order to get in touch with my emotions, I, a lot of times I write music. So like my lyrics are, and the music is what I, is helps me get connected to my emotions and I can, mm talk about my emotions through my music. And that also goes for like journaling. I do a lot of writing. So I'm kind of like trying to externally, you know, get out my emotions. And I also do like self-care is super important for me for like connecting to myself, whether it be baking or exercising, writing music, like all of that stuff when I'm by myself is stuff that I do to help to connect to my emotions. And uh, when when I'm with Niles, I feel like we do a lot of talking. Well, I like to do a lot of talking about my emotions, and, and that's how I kind of connect that way, I suppose. Yeah. And we also like to go on walks and exercise together. Um, that's all I can think of right now. <laughs> yeah. Cool. And what about you, Niles? 
Well, I was going to say, um, yeah, when I'm on my own, like I'm usually not aware of what emotions I'm feeling. Um, and then Sabrina calls me and then like the mm-hmm. actual emotions come out. And sometimes yeah. I'm like in a bad mood and that's not so great. But um, it's funny because like usually before talking to Sabrina, like literally I, I'm not even aware that I'm like feeling something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's funny. But. It's amazing to me that even through technology, your guys' human design, like you can feel the sort of uh, understanding between each other's designs and like each other's emotions. Um, as you guys just talk to each other, you're creating that defined emotional center, even through the phone. You don't even have to be in the same room together. Um, mm. That to me is really cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I also wonder, because one of the things that can happen with people who have undefined emotional centers is that you'll absorb ener- you'll absorb emotion from other people and then mm. kind of be holding on to it so that you'll be holding on to emotion that is not yours. Um, Mm. And then like you're saying, Niall, sometimes you'll suddenly realize you're in a bad mood. Like you'll suddenly realize that there's something, you know, something off. And so I'm wondering, because one of the things that I do with my clients regularly is I'll help them to kind of ring out an undefined emotional center to kind of like allow, like, use energy and meditation to like get the energy of others, the emotions of others out of their emotional center. So I'm curious if you feel like when you guys come together, because you create defined emotions, do you feel like you are absorbing more emotion from your relationship? Or do you feel like you are kind of able to oust the energy of others when you guys are together? Hmm. Uh, I, I'm kind of new to this stuff. Uh, I don't have like a great answer to that. I don't know. What do you think, Sabrina? <laughs> <clears throat> um, for me, I, I I think it's the opposite where I can oust the energies of others when I'm with him. Um, I'm not sure it's the same for you, but I can't speak for you. <laughs> I'm not really sure. Hmm. I don't know if that's anything you've ever thought about, really. Yeah, I'm not sure. Hmm. <laughs> What is it like when you're on your own? How do you feel emotions? Do you uh, do you often not feel emotions unless you're around somebody else who's feeling emotions? Or do you find yourself um, kind of carrying and carrying emotion with you kind of thing? I would say I don't feel like I feel a lot of emotions on my own. Um, yeah. I mean, sometimes I do, but yeah. I'm not sure if yeah. I get other people's emotions or not. I'm not sure about that. What do you think, Sabrina? I mean, I think you do. <laughs> you think I do? I mean, yeah. Just like from, <laughs> you know, I just think you're not necessarily aware of it. Probably, yeah. Because, <laughs> um, you know, I mean, your your emotions change a lot depending on who we're hanging out with. And That's true. Like sometimes you'll be crying or sometimes you'll be like. Oh, <laughs> wait, what the heck? I mean, I'm not embarrassed of that. but <laughs> No, no, no. I you... don't cry that much anymore. Okay. <laughs> I want to cry more. I'm just saying. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of times what happens is when you're when you're around somebody else who's feeling emotion, do you ever feel like all of a sudden you're feeling a lot of emotion? You don't really know where it came from and it's just here now. <sighs> hmm. Like Thursday night, for example. Thursday night. What, what happened on Thursday night? Wait, but <laughs> whose emotion did I get? I was by myself the whole time. I mean, we're in the house with your parents, too. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I don't know if this has anything to do with it, but I was just thinking, um, I feel like, 
I could be wrong. Sabrina's the kind of person where she's like kind of the same person all the time. Like no matter who's there, she's always Sabrina. But like I tend to kind of be like, what do you call it? Like, um, I don't know. I'm More like of a chameleon. A different... Yeah, I get you exactly. That's what I was thinking of. So I don't know if that has anything to do with picking up people's emotions. It could. It could. But... Yeah. That's kind of what I, I think was that... saying. Yeah. Yeah. I think that a lot of times it can depend. There are a lot of different things in our charts that will uh, that will show up and and be we can feel empathy for others and we kind of take on the energy of others in ways that mm. we don't necessarily expect to. Um, I think that so might be true one, for me. Yeah. Yeah. One thing that uh, I've that I in your chart, Niles, you have undefined emotions, root and spleen, which means that your whole lower body is undefined. So oftentimes you might find yourself feeling less grounded, feeling kind of like your sense of uh, like your sense of home changes based on who you're with. And there's a part of you that isn't really sure if you're safe or if you are uh, or if you feel like you you can move forward in a moment until you are around specific people. Um, where Sabrina has a defined spleen and a defined root center. And then when you guys are together, you create that defined emotional center. So I mm. wonder if when you and Sabrina are together, if it kind of grounds you into who you are with her and who you want to be. And if that's something that you feel that you feel connected to when you're together. I would say so, yeah. What do you think? I think so. I mean, yeah. when we first met, <laughs> like, um, I mean, you've changed, like, not changed, but you've grown into such, like, a a more well-rounded human since I've met you. You know, like you said, you're a late bloomer, and I think, like, when we got together, you kind of were able to grow into yourself. That's very true. Yep. How would you say your relationship has evolved? You're saying, you know, that you feel that Niles has has changed so much since the beginning of your relationship. What would you say your relationship was like at the beginning versus currently? Um. <laughs> well, what do you think, Sabrina? It's funny because uh, we had a group there. Oh, sorry. Couples therapy like two hours ago. Feels like all day is like couples therapy. It's cool. Um, <laughs> This is couples therapy part two. <laughs> <This is Yeah. laughs> different Human design different. version. Yeah. 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 Exactly. yeah, that's cool. Um, oh. Do you want? No, you go. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, of course, we had the honeymoon phase. Um, I didn't know that was a thing. Sabrina kept telling me it was, she was like worried the whole time. Like, this is going to end eventually. And it did. Uh, <laughs> so like, yeah, after six months, like everything changed. And basically, from my perspective, one aspect was that um, I was one person with Sabrina, but I was only showing her like an idealistic version of myself. Then there's a whole other like side of myself I was not bringing. And I was like feeling like cognitive dissonance. I'm not, I don't even know what that word means. I don't know if that's correct. But it's like I was just feeling like what's going on? Like, I'm, you know, having a, a struggle with that. And yeah. uh and then something kind of snapped and then, I don't know, everything kind of like went downhill for a little bit and so, you know, but it took a long time to come back from that. But I don't know, it took, um, Sabrina was very patient with me and helped me through that. And just about a yeah. lot of communication issues, like from the beginning <clears throat> of, cause I don't think he really ever had the chance to learn how to 
communicate his feelings to anybody really and talk about that. I mean, I think it's a huge thing when it comes to guys in general. There's just this like stigma of not Mm -hmm. talking about your emotions. So like they don't talk about emotions with their friends, their family, because it's like just socially accepted that men don't have emotions or something. It's like, which is just, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, and they that kind of just gets engraved in their subconscious and so when I met Niles, like, he had never, like, talked about emotional things, never, like... Well, I don't know about that. Okay, but, not never, sorry. But, yeah. <laughs> but, um... It was a, it, probably a more reserved conversation yeah. as opposed to a, a very open and honest one. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, and, like, when I would talk about something emotional to me, to him, he wouldn't really have anything to say back. And he it was really hard for him to open up to me. It took a lot of talking and and everything for him to finally like open up and then when he did after like six months i was like whoa yeah it's <laughs> it was like, like pandora's oh my box God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah like i opened the vault so i i really have to thank sabrina for doing that yeah and, and putting up with the the consequences of and that. it's, it's <laughs> yeah. so interesting though because even during the first six months like he kept crying too. I remember and I was thinking like, why is he crying so much? I don't understand. I couldn't, I was like so confused. Yeah. But he would like, he would just like come over and be crying and the, the yep. about his emotions and feelings. Wait, crying me. in a good way, not In a good sad. way, in a good way, yes. Right, but, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> a happy, no, that's amazing. That's happy. honestly amazing. Not not a lot that's of cool. dudes can get there, you know? Yeah, and, yeah. Like, the fact that sabrina was able to crack you open and you were willingly like bringing out all of these things is is a wonderful thing it is a beautiful thing it's hard no one said that shit was easy but (laughs) (laughs) um i'm i'm so glad that you you've got to where you are now after having that sort of explosive emotional like hello i'm here (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, and I think that probably does have a good amount to do with that defined emotional center that you guys create. Um, because initially, and like this is something that uh, that I've started to think is why there is a honeymoon phase um, and mm. why we then settle in. Because as people who come in with baggage, with other experiences, with whatever, we are also holding certain conditioning in our different human design centers. So you both came into this situation with a full design, holding on to random things in random places, and then you started to fill in each other's blanks. And when you have a situation like yours, where Sabrina has definition in the spleen and the root, Niles has definition in the mind, where Sabrina does not have definition. Definition. So you guys are filling a lot of gaps for each other. Niles also has definition in the heart center, the ego center. Um, and so this kind of energy coming in initially, you are going to feel that energy kind of through a filter. You're going to feel it through the filter of how you expect to feel that energy. So if you had, you know, a parent or an ex-lover or a friend who has that energy, you might feel that energy similarly to the way that you would with them. So you're not really connecting as a couple in that first period of time. 
after you get past that first period of time where you're done trying to pretend to, you know, like everything is fine all the time and everything is great, Mm -hmm. (laughs) then (laughs) suddenly you kind of settle into, okay, but what if I actually just let myself be vulnerable with this person? What if I let my energy actually mesh with this person's? What if I opened up the line of communication in a way that I may never have with anyone before? And I think that when we're vulnerable and when we are in that really connective communication with someone, that's when we really get to feel the connection between our designs. And so I wonder if before that point, you had just not really experienced that connection of your emotional centers yet. You were both dealing with different things in that emotional center, different conditioning, and hadn't really let yourselves be open enough and vulnerable enough to be in real communication with each other. Yeah, sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And when we do, when we do take that moment and step into that space, it can be amazing, it can be profound. And it can also be very difficult because suddenly we are experiencing things that we've never experienced before. And the the unknown is often terrifying. So being able, that's why so many relationships end at that six month mark at that point where it's like, okay, now we're going to be vulnerable with each other. Oh my God, what is this? (laughs) Yeah. So Good on you guys for getting past that point and continuing to communicate. You've, you, how long have you been together now? Almost four years. Yeah, yeah. It's funny Amazing. though because because it's funny because actually, after that six month mark, Niles broke up with me. Technically, this is less than twenty four hour period. It was less than twenty four. <laughs> but this is the funny. This? this is the funny part about this though. Yes, he broke up with me. Um, I won't get into spe- into the specifics, but. Um, he, and unfortunately we were like, where were we? Oh man. It was the last day of a vacation in Mesquamica, like yeah. to the beach. Very sad time. It was yeah. very sad. But, Aww. and we, unfortunately we had a really long drive home and then, um, and then we had a rehearsal. So it was like the worst <laughs> night of our lives. Yeah. The worst night yeah. on the planet. Oh man. And, oh man. But the funny thing <laughs> oh. is. I will always remember this. And of course, I slept over because it was like three in the morning and I wasn't about to drive home. So we were sleeping in the same bed. (laughs) And then that night, I had a dream. Kayla came to me in the dream. (laughs) And she told me, she said, Sabrina, why don't you guys just take a break? Get some space. And, And I was like, oh, Brilliant. <laughs> so then I woke up and I told Niles this. And he was like, no, this was so stupid. I shouldn't have broken up with you. And, and then we were back together again. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, yeah. well, you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> dream, dream Kayla has come and said, you are welcome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's so funny. But it also is exactly what we were just talking about. It's that moment of when everything, when you finally let yourself be vulnerable and you finally are open to all of this energy that you guys create, that you can share, Mm -hmm. 
sometimes it's terrifying. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sometimes you're like, oh my God, who am I when I'm with this person? Do I recognize this person? Do I mm-hmm. want to be this person who I am when I am with you? And sometimes just knowing that you are different when you're with somebody else and that acknowledgement and seeing it can be really, really scary. So mm. I think that one of the one of the coolest things being in a couple is being able to begin to bridge that gap, is to begin to understand, okay, this is who I am on my own, and this is who you are on your own, and this is who we are together. And being able to honor all three of those energy spaces. Because in human design, mm. literally, you are one person over here, uh, design and energy, one person over here, design and energy. And then when you come together, you create something totally different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what do you guys do to sort of respect your own personal designs, whether you know enough about them or not? But uh, I know, Sabrina, you mentioned like self-care is very important for you. You you play music, you uh, exercise. Um, Niles, what do you do to sort of care for yourself and and make sure that you're respecting your energy? Probably not enough. Uh, I don't know. Do you think I do anything to that end? <laughs> what do you think you do? I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So I'm just going to say I have like OCD. I spend a lot of time. I don't know. Like my, well, it's not like self-care, but like I do like OCD stuff. It's probably not self-care. I mean, I don't know. I like to organize stuff. I don't know if there's anything to do with my chart or what, but. I mean, you have a lot, you have a lot of mind energy. You have a lot of, you have two different channels coming out of your mind. So this is interesting Mm. because on the podcast so far, we've done a lot of talk about undefined minds. Um, Mm. PJ does have defined mind and head centers and so does Marley. So it's come up on here before, but defined mind energy essentially means that you have the ability to organize information in your mind and to see all of the things at once. And Mm -hmm. so because you have two channels coming out of your mind, which both connect to your throat, meaning that one of the ways you express yourself is by using your mind energy. Mm -hmm. So if one of those is actually the channel of structuring, which is very much organization, it's wanting to see structure, it's wanting to have organization. So it's probably very comforting for you to see things in a very organized way. <laughs> so <it>. being able to create <laughs> a space like that for yourself, I think is actually, that is a form of self-care. Um, and also because you have, and we talked about this recently uh, as well, but because you have an undefined root center, it's important for you to use the centers that you do have defined to create a sense of home to create a sense of safety for yourself so that you know, like you can set yourself up for success. And if something that you know is going to make you feel safe and, uh, and make you feel like you are home, something that's going to help you in that way is to see everything as an organized space, to be able to see things in nice lines, to be able to see different colors together then it makes sense that you are wanting to create that kind of space for yourself. I think I was going to say, you've got like this beautiful array of guitars behind you guys. And it's like, they're very nicely organized by size. (laughs) I'm like, yes, I'm so glad there it is in play. There's a very specific (laughs) order. Yeah. 
Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and if that's comforting for you, then that is self-care. And I think mm. So one of the things that can often happen when we are dealing with that line between self-care that is great and then sabotaging self-care is we need to make sure that as we are continuing to do the thing, we're checking in with ourselves. So any form of self-care can become sabotaging. Meditation, for instance, uh, we were we had a discussion with Erica a few episodes ago where we discussed that when she first started meditating, she had a teacher tell her that she had to meditate every single morning. Mm. But what that did for her is it made her feel obligated to do something that she didn't always want to do. And then her to-do list in the morning of all of these self-care things, her meditation and her shower and her makeup and all the things that she was supposed to do, got more and more difficult for her to function within. And she said that her husband was like, isn't this supposed to be calming you down? Why are you so stressed out? And she's like, I just have to meditate. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. so when we allow ourselves to take a self-care thing and push it to the point of guilt, push it to the point of obligation, it's then when we have pushed it over the edge. Whereas when you take a moment and you check in with your authority, which for you is your sacral center, then you can make sure that you are still heading in the right direction. So if for you, you feel like, I want to make sure that all of these guitars look great in my space because it makes me feel good when my space looks organized. And you set up all your guitars and then you see, you know, a line of pens that needs to be lined up. And then you see a line of candles that needs to be lined up. You can take that <laughs> step back and you can take that moment and ask your sacral center, do I need to line up the pens right now? No, you're actually hungry. You should go eat. Ah, okay, cool. <laughs> well, that's so true, man. Yeah, I never check in with the sacral center, man. Wait, I have two questions for you. If I'm oh, sorry, I didn't, mean, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, no, no. Go ahead. Okay. All right. My two questions are: um, Wait, what is the sacral center? And also, how do you meditate? I've always wanted to try that. <laughs> yes. I love yeah. these questions. Amazing. Excellent <laughs> questions. So Excellent the sacral questions. center. The sacral center. Um, we talked about this a little bit on Megan's episode right at the very beginning. Mm. We talked about her sacral center. But essentially, the sacral center is your connection to universal intelligence. So as a person who has a defined sacral center, you are someone who has a direct line to universal intelligence. And when you ask yourself a yes or no question, your gut, your sacral center, your connection to universe answers you with a either hell yes or a hell no response um, mm. because or, or an or, I don't know. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yes. That, that third answer. I ask my sacral center a lot about things and sometimes a lot of the time it's like, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't know yet. And when you get that I'll one, say. it's usually try again later. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. It's usually. It's like an eight ball. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Try yes. again later. Yes. Like the magic like, eight yes, ball. Yes, definitely yeah. yes. Try again later. Yeah. Definitely no. Yeah. Uh, so this center, the sacral center, is connected to the core of, of our humanity, 
So it's mm. connected to the uh, reproductive system. So this is the space where humans reproduce from. Um, so this is the core of sensuality. It's the core of humanness. And it's the core of uh, creativity. So as a person with a defined sacral center, you can create consistently if you are doing something that feels good for you. So if you are doing the things that are your right work, which for you I, is more than likely playing the bass, creating yeah. music, being in that space, yeah. you know that feeling, that kind of burning sensation of like, yeah, this feels good. I'm going to keep on doing it. I can keep creating because this feels <laughs> great. And when yeah. you are living in that space, you're doing your right work and you're following the path that universal intelligence has set out for you so that you can do what you were put here to do. Hmm. That's so cool, man. I'm way into that. <laughs> yeah, that's really funny that you said that. The reason I laughed is because one time uh, at a party, somebody, he actually was like, dude, you have a direct link, man. That's so funny. <laughs> yes! <laughs> oh, I love that. That's so yeah, great. That's so yeah. funny. But, yeah. Yeah, but that's so I, cool, though. Yeah. Yeah. And wait, what was your second question? I just... I oh, how do you meditate? Like, how like, do you meditate? Yeah. Ah, okay, great. Yeah. This will tie right into what I was just about to say. Um, so in your chart, another thing that uh, happens, you have a connection between your throat and your self-center, and it is the channel of inspiration. So essentially for you, and this is probably why you have someone who said you've got a direct line, because you literally have a direct line. You're also directly connected to the sacral center, into the self, and then directly into the throat. You have a direct line from your creation space, that sacral center, right up through your expression space, your throat. So when you are creating music, when you are in communication with others and creating with your body, you are very, very much in that place. There is something that happens when you start creating that transcends pure humanity. Damn. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> As a person who has heard you play the bass, <laughs> I can attest. Cool. <laughs> Pretty cool. As somebody has who has watched you create music, it's it's like it's crazy to me. You you just sit at the piano and you're just like you're creating. You're writing. You're you've created something. Well, this is really cool though because it's like a cool sense of like Close affirmation because like yeah. I always just feel like I know I'm supposed to be doing that stuff you know that's why we're still pursuing music and everything because yeah. we both yep. know that yeah that's yeah. what we're supposed to do yeah yeah cool 100 yeah. percent. and being yeah. able to trust that innate part of yourself that just knows so important mm -hmm. so what I will then say to you based on this concept of how do we meditate meditation is different for everyone and meditation mm. is something that can either be a very mind-oriented thing where you're visualizing or you're clearing the mind, or it can be a very body-oriented thing, something where you are feeling into the body. Essentially, the whole point of meditation is to focus inward 
and allow the outer world to fade away so that you are actually paying attention to what is going on inside your body, whether that's emotions that need to be processed or if it's, you know, mind that needs to be calmed or if it's a body situation where you are dealing with any kind of discomfort, any kind of anything. It's about learning to accept the way you are feeling right now. So meditation can be anything that allows you to shut out the outside world and to turn inward. So for you, it sounds like creating music can kind of be meditative. And like for me as a singer, a lot of times when I am looking to meditate, I'll start by just using my voice. I'll start just by saying, you know, saying an ohm or allowing, listening to some music and allowing the sound of my voice to come out in a way that gets me to feel grounded. Um, and then from there, you can either calm your mind, try to clear out thoughts, watch them float away. You can also imagine like roots growing down through your seat, feeling grounded into the earth. And one of the best things that I always find is to just start trying guided meditations and see what calls to you because there are hundreds of different ways to meditate and it's just a matter of finding something that calls to you. Mm, cool. Sounds good. <laughs> I want to check in with Sabrina. Now that you've sort of heard a little bit more about Niles's human design and like what, how, how he sort of connects with himself, you know, is there anything that you can take away from how you guys should be interacting with each other to um, sort of best connect and best communicate with each other? I don't know. That's a tough question. <laughs> um... <laughs> I don't know. Or do you feel like you know Niles a little better now that you've heard a little bit more about his human design? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, this is really cool. Like, yeah. it's really cool to just because like it totally affirms stuff we already like knew, but not through the lens of human design. You know, it's very cool. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I guess something that uh, makes me feel like a little bit more comforted is is learning more about Niles find sacral center how he also has that yes or no answer and like because a lot of times I think about the beginning of, of our relationship and because I was the one that asked him out I questioned like well did he really want to be asked out you know but like now like learning about his human design you know and the fact that he just said yes it's like well yeah he did and I don't have to worry about that kind of thing yeah. or even just like you know, the decisions that we make together, um, even thinking about a human design, like, I think it's important to know that he, and also his defined mind and his defined sacral, I think it's helpful to know about this. And also because I don't have a defined mind, I've often like really valued that he does have a defined mind because my mind is just all over the place we're a great team in that in that regard because yeah. <laughs> my mind is like too defined you know what i mean like basically yeah. <laughs> like the ocd comes into play i'm like we have to do this thing and then like sabrina could just like step out and just like you know i can do a million things at once not get hung up on and, yeah and i yeah. and i miss a lot of details but he gets all the details so yeah. that's like super important. But I spend so much time on the details that I do one thing out of ten. So <laughs> yeah, that's so, why. Yeah, yeah. I, I think yep, I, yep. I help mm. him too to 
not stay too focused on one thing and like you know yeah um so yeah i i love yeah Yeah. it's definitely helpful for me to learn more about his design you know i any any little information i can get yeah to me yeah absolutely I also, I want to touch a little bit on Sabrina's design because Sabrina, you have a channel that connects your throat to your self-center that we call the channel of the alpha. (laughs) Um, And this is a channel that essentially makes it so that you are both a leader, someone who makes an amazing leader and is able to lead people to doing what needs to be done, but who also understands the concept of collaboration at a very deep level. So being in a relationship with someone who you fill in so many blanks for each other and you're able to do so many different things and are able to bring something different to the table and create things together in a way where you're both doing the thing that you're good at is very, very satisfying for you. So being able to both have, because another part of your chart is that you have the channel of, uh, what is it? The channel of exploration, which is very much a channel of you needing to do what you need to do in your way, (laughs) regardless of what anybody else says. And it's a huge Uh. part of your (laughs) self-care to listen to your inner knowing and to do what you need to do. So having both of these channels can be very challenging because you both understand how everyone needs to collaborate and work together and also need everyone to do it your way. (laughs) (laughs) So being able to partner with someone and to find someone who you can communicate with enough that you guys can understand, ah, okay, this is what I bring to the table and I can let go of some of the control on that because I can trust you to do the details. And then being able to see the other party come in and say, oh, okay, I am able to bring this to the table so I can trust you and we can both step back and allow this beautiful collaboration to occur. Sabrina, do you feel like that you have that collaboration with Niles? I, well, (laughs) sometimes, although I feel like it's there. It's just not quite there yet. It's like, it's just Mm. right on the surface. Mm -hmm. It's like we've been waiting for that moment of, of finally being able to get there. Do you know what I mean? Yes. I wonder if now that you have all of this information that that might, um, it might be a little bit easier to find how to get there so that you guys are collaborating in the best way that you guys can based on your design Mm -hmm. i think it will definitely just yeah Mm. just having just speaking it into existence you know just talking about this it's really yes like like that manifesting generator (laughs) (laughs) like i've always felt like niles and i could we're like like a power couple you know we could really like it's just stuff Rule like the music world. <laughs> no, but stuff gets in the way. It's just uh, communication gets in the way. I mean, communication you know what I mean? Yeah. and and life too. Yeah, with, oh, yeah, with work yeah. and stuff, and that's why we're we're planning a trip. That's why we're dipping out to yeah. Europe, man. As a result, yes. once again, of Kayla yes. doing her thing with the pet sitting, we're doing that. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Oh, I love oh, it. Awesome. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. And one last thing that I want to mention about you about your design, the way that you guys create that defined emotional center. So meaning the way that you guys create this completely different center that neither of you have on your own is through the channel of recognition. So this is a channel that connects the concept of uh, kind of like sex, drugs, and rock and roll, this kind of like enjoyment with the concept of imagination. So you are this bringing together these, uh, these two really amazing energies, this imaginative energy and this, uh, kind of like, uh, sexual energy coming together, but it's not an energy that has its own that has a motor. It needs to be recognized. So when you sh recognize each other for having that energy, when you say to each other, wow, that was amazing. You just came up with something amazing and then you acted on it and you dove in and you did it. That is going to be one of the best ways for you guys to communicate and for you guys to create together. Because when you are recognizing each other for the magic that you are able to create when you're together and apart and finding that collaboration, that's when you're going to be able to learn to trust each other enough that you can let, that Sabrina can say, you know what, these are the things that Niles is great at and he's going to go over here and he's going to make them happen and I don't even have to worry about it. And Niles is going to be able to do the same thing. Yeah. Sounds yeah. good, man. It's like just basically we should just each keep being ourselves even more. And yeah. And, and yeah, and we, trusting ourselves yeah. <laughs> each other to 100%. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. yeah. Trusting each other and recognizing each other. Honestly, I feel like that's the core of most relationships. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Trust, yeah. recognition, and yeah. communication. Those should be, yeah. we should write those somewhere. The three pillars <laughs> of relationship. <laughs> Mm -hmm. yeah that's good yeah yeah <laughs> yep. love it definitely well i want to thank you guys so much for coming on um and i also want all of our listeners to know that sabrina and niles also created our opening and closing music for this podcast so Ooh. you can hear their amazing collaboration in real time on the podcast which is so cool that is so cool right <laughs> um so thank you both for for writing that and creating that, that. was our yeah. first collaboration so like legit collaboration yeah that's yeah. amazing Ooh, that's really amazing yeah. i love it it's actually really yeah. funny the way we did yes. that because it totally speaks to what we're talking about yeah like essentially i was just sitting down at the keyboard and just playing stuff and then sabrina was like going through i have so many different like sounds you can play with on the computer but like if i if it was up to me i would get stuck and like Spend a million years like checking up, but like Sabrina was like, nope, moving on, moving on. Yeah. Moving no. on. Oh, then the, then I was like, this one, and we used that one. <laughs> yeah. And then we did this. Then it's totally. like, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. so cool. Well, I hope you guys get to collaborate on more musical endeavors because you're both yeah. so talented. Um, so again, thank you, Niall Spaulding, Sabrina Mason, for being on the podcast. And I hope you guys took something out of hearing a little bit more about your human designs and listening to Kayla and all of <laughs> her fabulous yeah. knowledge. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say the thing that's cool about this like versus normal therapy is like, this has magic going on, man. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, yeah! it's, it's cool, man. I don't know, because like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't like to just be like A plus B equals C. Like it's like, mm -hmm. yeah, man. I don't know. I, I was a big fan yeah. of everything you guys said. 
Yeah, this yeah. is awesome. It's cool, man. I'm that's so cool. glad. Great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's my favorite thing about human design is it give it gives you a blueprint. Regular therapy, talking things through is awesome. And I think it's very yeah. necessary to be able to get things out, to be able to see everything at face value. But when you're mm -hmm. given a blueprint, when you're given like something to follow that can help you to understand things that maybe you couldn't understand before, it gives you mm -hmm. a place to jump off from. So that then when yeah. you do go into that space of therapy, when you do, you have something to talk about, you have something mm -hmm. to bring with you and you can feel more present knowing that you are actively learning about who you are and the energy that you bring. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I yeah. love that. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Well, wait, I have two more things to say. Really quick, <laughs> oh. really quick, really quick. Okay. Do it. First do of it. all, <laughs> I've listened to hundreds of episodes of podcasts, so I feel really excited to be on this podcast. Also, Yay. thanks for letting us make the music for the podcast. That was really cool. Mm. And uh, I think what you guys are doing is really cool, man. Thank you very much. Yeah. Yay. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 100%. I, I'm very excited about what we're doing here. Um, yeah. So let's keep it going. Um, and anyone who wants to be on the podcast, yes. like Sabrina and Niles are right now, we'd love to have more couples on. I love these couples concepts. It's so cool. Yeah, I think it's cool because you get to like, if it was just you talking about yourself, you can't always see everything. But like when you have someone else there, like, you know, like helping you figure it out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. Well, keep yeah. on, keep on being curious. Keep on checking in with your designs learn a little bit more and yeah, uh we'll thank see you guys so much this was yeah. awesome if you like what you heard on this podcast follow us on instagram at human design in real time to keep up with our next episodes and if you want to learn more about your own human design i'd love to help you on your journey you can head to my website kayla-care.com to book an introductory human design session where we'll dive into the person you were born to be. That's K-A-Y-L-A dash C-A-R-E dot com. We're always looking for awesome humans to be guests on the podcast. So if you'd like to be interviewed, send us an email at humandesigninrealtime at gmail.com. This podcast is brought to you by Kayla Care. A big thank you to our amazing producer, sound mixer, designer, and editor, Sabrina Mason. Thank you to the composers of our theme song, Niall Spaulding and Sabrina Mason. Thank you to today's guests for being open and present with us. And thanks to you, our listeners, for supporting this podcast. Keep discovering your human, human design, design in real time. time.